Welcome to the Music Talk podcast with me, Graham Farmer. In this series of conversations, I interview some of the biggest artists, DJs, and producers in the world. I hope you enjoy this series. Let's get into it. Guys, welcome Yo. to the shed. Dev, Timmy, how are you doing? Very good, mate. How are you doing? You all right? Looking very tanned. Um, uh, yeah, it's just garden, man. It's just it's it's a little bit of a bee through it, bigger than May for that for that quarter for that retreat I went on. Uh, but the rest of yeah. it is all garden and running. How are you? How was your weekend, Devstar? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, very good. Um, Timmy, how was your weekend? You're your dad. So, how was your first Father's Day? Uh, yeah, it's good, mate. It's good. Uh, yeah, little Milo's. Uh, he's awesome. I'm still massively learning the ropes. Uh, so uh, I'm pretty tired, pretty tired. But other than that, a loving life. Father's Day was good. <laughs> he uh, he bought me a couple of wicked presents, so I can't complain too much. Uh, nice. So yeah, I'm doing all right. Thanks, mate. I'm doing all right. I'm just adjusting. I haven't actually done a lot of music recently, so um, it's nice to it's nice to talk about some music at least for a bit. So how thanks, how guys. many weeks? How, how many weeks are you in? How how old is Milo now? Uh, he's a month, uh, a month on Friday, which is mental. I can't believe it. Um, oh, so yeah. So I have my two week paternity leave, and then I'm, uh, so I'm, I'm back at work now, which is fun. Um, nice. Yeah. So no, I'm good, mate. Thank you for asking. I'm doing well. It's, it's, it's a good thing. It only takes you about half an hour to write a, a banger. So. Oh <laughs> uh, no, that's. I, I mean, I, I haven't done anything for a while, really. I can't seem to, to do much at the minute, but it'll come back. It'll come back. Timmy says this all the time, right? And then, like a day later, he's like, "Oh, I've got five new ones. So I listen to this." Is <laughs> <laughs> that annoying person who says, "Oh, they're really struggling with exams," and then they'll get an A star? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't yeah, know, those... mate. I never ever said that when it comes to when it came to exams and stuff. I was terrible. I never ever did that. Right. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So, um, so tell me about. So let's get cracking. I mean, um, before uh, before we get started on these streams, the first thing we always do is we have a series where I just want to know your favourite meal deals. Basically, I don't know how this happened. I don't know how it started, but we're now a, t- a year and a bit in, and we love a good meal deal. So, if you're going to one of the regular Tesco, Sainsbury's, Subway, where else? Asda. What is your go-to meal deal? Let's start, Dev Star. I'm actually being boring at the moment because I'm wedding shredding. Yeah, I've had a salad. I've had a salad yes. for lunch today. Very, very boring. Uh, my go-to is Pret, though. It's not really a meal deal. Nice. So it's a bit of a cop-out, but I love Pret. So if I'm having a naughty little, uh, naughty little lunch, I'll get Pret salmon with a little cheeky chocolate croissant and a, an americano. Nice, nice. Not yeah, really nice, my, it's worth it. <laughs> I used to always have the prep, prep, what was it? Prep, the prep plowmans with a, and then uh, with a banana, you know, the banana slice, the banana loaf slice with this creamy stuff on the top. Oh, yeah. Mate, anything uh, on that front desk is a dream. So, oh, yeah. dear. And obviously, Christmas, you get their Christmas sandwiches is ridiculous. I don't know why I'm talking about Christmas in June, mm. June but their Christmas sandwiches is banging. This is already making me hungry. This is the worst way to start a <laughs> <laughs> lunchtime stream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Timmy, you go for what's yours. I'm just I'm gonna go with something that's probably never been said. I'm guessing, but probably like a, a boots meal deal or something like that. Ooh. Uh, just just to add a spanner in the works. Boots meal deals are actually really simple, but do the job really well. I think and the sandwiches are normally quite good. They're like mm. the dark horses of meal deals. Um, <laughs> not I've, that I've, I've had, had them. Not 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 that I've bought a meal deal in about fifty years. I don't think. Uh, but yeah, it's just. It works. It does the job. Boots is strong. 
Boots is strong because mm. you get an innocent smoothie and like an expensive cereal yeah. bar, plus a decent sandwich for like what is it? And vitamins as well. Just get some yeah. vitamins while you're in there as well for your next gigs and you sort it. Yeah, that's it. Well, always when you get in a train, you can get the Boots meal deal and some paracetamol for the hangover you probably got before you get on the train. <laughs> yeah, like, and then. <laughs> Yeah, Boots does have a meal deal. They do. I've had a Boots does. meal deal. No, normally, normally I get my Boots meal deal at, U- at Euston Station. It's like, oh, I know you're mm. going, going, going somewhere home or something. And yeah, they've always got loads of sandwiches as well because, it, you know, people don't think to go in there for lunch that often. So it works. It's the uh, stealthy option. Wicked. That's a great meal deal choice. I, I love Boots. It's great. It's a good choice. Um, so before I thought we'd listen to some, some demos, I thought we'd just talk about yourselves. Um, let's just chat through your kind of musical histories um, and also with the, like, the label, because obviously the label's got a very distinct sound. I kind of, I thought we'd kind of talk through what the kind of, if you were picking records that maybe you would you'd like to assign from a label uh, a long while back that would fit on the label from kind of older records, what you'd choose as well. But let's start with yourselves. Uh, Dev, you start with you. I'll, I'll just work across because it's easiest. Dev, let's start with you. Tell us about yourself um, and how you got to where you are. Yep. So uh, artist name is Dev Star, DJ and producer, bass. Uh, well, typically London. I've just moved out of London now. Uh, I'm also the Tourum Academy DJ coach as well. So I've got a 16-hour masterclass nice. on DJing uh, with Tourum, which is on demand. Has been running for the last two years with a monthly webinar, which has been cool. Um, my, I guess, my initial or first half of my career, if you like, was was typically just on DJing, so won a couple of DJ competitions, one of which was the Hannah Once competition back in 2015. Those competitions took me to play at places like Space and Sankey's and Ibiza, and also tour with uh, with Hannah Once as well on our UK tours uh, a few years Sick. back. I didn't actually get into production until my late 20s, which was quite late, and it's, it's quite frustrating actually now looking back, seeing some of the young producers coming up and absolutely killing it and sort of in their early 20s and stuff. So absolutely hats off to those guys. But uh, it was something that I wish I did earlier in life. I liked your tip actually earlier, Graham, in terms of going back in time. So, like, that would be very handy if you could do that. I think, <laughs> I think I'd get back and learn production earlier and also do events whilst I was at university as well. That's something I definitely would have done differently next time. But uh, but yeah, so had a few residencies over the years and really been kicking out the production in the last few years. So just had something out on Nervous Records, signed stuff through Simmer Black, Mad Tech, uh, Divine, and of course, Make Your Move. Wicked. Timmy, let's do you. Um, yeah, cool. Hi, guys. I'm Timmy. Um, I've been producing for about 15 years or so now, quite quite a long a long time. DJing a bit less than that. I haven't been DJing as much as I have been producing. Lots of releases on labels I'm very happy with. Uh, th- labels like Cecil, Strictly Rhythm, um, uh, Moxie and Piv and things like that. So so labels that I'm, you know, I'm quite into at the moment. Um, but yeah, I've been producing for a long time now, running Make You Move with Dev, uh, also running a little small little imprint that I've got called sweets which is just at the moment my own stuff um but it's a bit of a darker edge than uh, make you move so it's um it's uh yeah slightly different sound 
Um, but yeah, DJing wise, I've um, I've had some some cool little highlights. I played at Glastonbury a, a couple of times. Um, had two sets in in one year in 2016, which was great fun. Um, that was one of the muddiest years as well. So it's particularly um, it's, it's quite interesting. Um, so yeah, I uh, had a residency up in Sheffield for um, the Fez guys, which was really cool. So played with a um, bunch of cool guys up there like Shonky, Apollinia, and a few other guys. So yeah, that's me really in a in a nutshell. That's cool. When did you, when did you two combine then on the label? Where, where did you combine? How did that happen? We met at uh, ninety three, didn't we? In, in the garden. Ah. Oh. Well, before that, so we um, we we sort of met online via a, a, like a managing agent, if you like, who uh, took us both on. And we were in a little Facebook group, and and I knew who Timmy was from before then. Anyway, loved his music, and I think we, of the group of artists in there, we probably found similarities with each other more than the others. So just naturally got talking on you know social media. Then we bumped into each other on a drunken night out in '93 <laughs> East, and then from there we just started talking about we want to run a label at some point. You know, you, you know when you talk about people you get on really well with and you can sort of go into like where you want to go with your mm. music and we're just saying things that we want to tick off and we always wanted to have had done a label at some point mm. and, and we felt like there was definitely a gap with the music that we wanted to be seeing out there and artists that we wanted to be given the platform. So we talked about it and talked about it Then we then we designed a bit of a concept and then we're just like, all right, let's actually do it. That's cool. We um we just saw there was a bit of a there was a as you'll know Graham there was a massive um, emphasis on minimal deeper the deeper sound and we noticed that like the classic sounding house music didn't really there wasn't a huge presence of it um, especially with the new producers so we thought that we would slot in there because bo- basically me and Dev both it's our passion really when it comes to the genre. Like we love the more classical, the classic sounding sort of Jersey, Chicago um, sounding house music. So for us, we felt like we would we would try and tackle that really. And, and we felt like there was a gap between, obviously you're going to get stuck if you try and make the music from the 90s, right? But I think there's a way where you can take a lot of the inspiration from it and put it in a modern day club track. So mm. it's so it's it's kind of relevant and up to date, but it's it's clearly got those references and those inspiration, some of the sounds which are picked out. So we wanted something which sort of combined brought brought the old into the new. Sounds cool. Sounds really cool. Um so you uh, so Timmy, we listened to your track on Earsweets on Friday. Tell us about that's just come out, hasn't it? Yeah, flying high, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. That came out on Friday. Um seems to be doing okay in the in, in the B port charts, which is great. Um it's got some really nice store um promotion, which uh, I've, you know, you occasionally get like banners and stuff here and there, but for some reason this seems to be plastered everywhere, which I'm really happy about. Um <laughs> yeah, nice. very much uh, Yeah, no, it's weird. I don't I, yeah, but um it's it's very much a brother, um, like Tristan Dakuna inspired track. It's it's like sweaty, dark, um, low ceiling dungeon sort of environments, <laughs> like basement basement jams, basically. Um, but yeah, just just really fun. The swing on it is is really really strong. There's like I've used a really strong swing. Uh, it's like the MPC three thousand, I think. Um, so it's just really, yeah, it's a bit of a nuts track, but it's really fun to make. So yeah, I'm I'm really happy with it. Should we play it? Should we can we play it? We were listening cool. to this on Friday on New Music Friday and it absolutely thumps. Let's give it a little swing. <laughs> Da 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 da
No, I love that. That's wicked. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Yeah. That's Thank great, you. isn't it? The drums on it. Cheers, so guys. Good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with it. It's just a, a really fun tune. Um, but you but know thank when you it's very much. Dad, when you can take away all the elements and just listen to the drum and there's low like <laughs> mm. that's, that's, yeah. that's enough to listen to on itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks, like, Dev. Appreciate it. Um, it's about you both. It's about you both were saying, like Dev, you've obviously come from a DV, this uh, from a DJ point of view, and now, now you're going production. Tim, you're going from production point of view, and now you're going starting to mm. DJ more. That's it. Just shows like that you literally can come at this from any angle and whatever works for you, basically, which is which is crazy. I was just going to say that's why uh, sometimes it's difficult to give tips to people, right? Because everyone has like their own little different journeys, and I think it's really important that you get involved with lots of different things in music, and then actually you can go in different directions along your your career and stuff. And uh, the most important thing I think is is finding people who are on your sort of wavelength and and love love the music that you're pushing. It, it feels like at one point the whole kind of the young producer young dj world everyone was trying to do both or at least you know the vast majority of people appeared to feel like they needed to do both things but actually i think now it's actually going a little bit the other way a bit so like that you i think you'll start to see it peter off a bit and people focusing on just djing or focusing on just production like i don't i don't actually mind not playing that often um i it's not to me i just enjoy making music a lot now but it's just like yeah i think me and dev we're certainly, um, I think we we work quite nicely together. Dev, Dev, from a you know a DJ perspective, he he knows he's a lot more technical than I am when it comes to like the the mixing and the track like structures of stuff. So he's given me a hell of a lot of um, tips when it comes to that. So so yeah, it's a, it's a good little a good little partnership, definitely. Did you when you so you you've kind of always focused on production? Was you is that what just something you drove you? Was it you went to clubs and you come out and went I want to make records like that or like how did that start? Yeah, 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 pretty much. I'm trying to think. I think, uh, to be honest with you, my dad was a, a massive. Um, he, he loved his music, so I always, uh, I always enjoyed it at home and spent a lot of time listening at home. But yeah, mate, I, I was massively into drum and bass, and in fact, I still am. I think drum and bass is probably my closet love still. Um, <laughs> nice. But uh, um, uh, I, I, in fact, I, lo- I love listening to all genres really. But yeah, from a young age, I've just been totally obsessed with music. I feel like music makes makes me feel a lot. Um, uh, there's nothing else that really sort of I don't know brings out emotion a lot uh, uh, I, I suppose a lot of emotion and things like that which I quite like um uh, yeah I, I can I can hear I can I can hear I can I can hear Shelley high-fiving you in the air from the from the from the other side of the house uh, at the mention of Wait, drum and bass what well, I was just thinking who, who <laughs> hasn't had a drum, if you haven't had a drum and bass phase like in your in your musical journey then I'm not sure you've uh you've probably had I one, think that's you? right yeah, I, I think, think that's one right. One of my favourite albums ever was the Pendulum Hold Your Colour. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was amazing. That thousands of times. Mm. Um, yeah, I used to, that was a wicked album. Um, also, all the early Chase and State and stuff, like going back a long time ago. Um, high contrast as well. I love those, love those guys. Um, actually, yeah. great. We need to send, send Shelley at least. Um, Jordan's actually done an amazing drum and bass track. Very nice. nice. I wish that we could sign it. It's, it's honestly so good, but we can't put it on uh, house label. But it's it's literally so good. So we'll see send if we can chilly. send you uh, send copy it. Yeah, send it. yeah, send it to Chile. Yeah, the new the new Chase and Status album is absolute fire as well. Like, yeah, it's a bit. It's an old school product. It's like so much in that new 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 Chase and Status album. They're a uh, joke, those guys. Their their production quality is just unbelievable. 
Yeah. Some people just have it, don't they? They can they just do. duck into any genre as well and just yeah. nail it. And it's like, fine, yeah. what, what next? Yeah. It's like Disclosure. The Disclosure boys are the same. They, they just seem to, they don't have any trouble making the best music about electronic music. They're just, it's just so easy. It's just in their blood, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But I, I, just going back to what you were saying about, you can, the, 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 the path of DJing and producing is going a bit wider now. I, I definitely agree with you. Like, since the kind of pandemic, the the more people that are streaming and just building themselves, look at some of the people that just built themselves now as DJs just from being either streaming or making content or making, you know, Instagram or TikTok content of them DJing. It's like that side is opening up just being a DJ yeah. and a selector again, for sure. Alongside, and alongside being just being a producer because the kind of Patreon and earning off of your productions and sample packs is definitely like you don't have to be out there DJing to sell, to sell your wares, you know? So I agree completely. 100%. You spend a lot of time in front of a computer when you're a, a music producer. So uh, sometimes going out into the real world is quite daunting. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, so DJing isn't for everyone, right? It's just not It's just not a natural... It, it may not be a natural fit for you. I think you, you will see that. You'll see producers potentially just being at home more and just working on production rather than actually just feeling the need to go out and, and DJ. And then, and then we'll, let's move to Dev. Obviously, you, one of, for me, one of the best DJs I've ever seen. Dev, I love watching you DJ. It's incredible. Um, and I tell everyone, I tell so many people to go and watch all your DJ videos because they are amazing. So let's talk about yourself and DJ. Like, let's just talk about DJing for a little bit. Uh, obviously, you have your course, which is which is well for, again, well done, mate. Tell us where did, when did you start DJing? When did you start pushing it? And you know, what are you, what are you doing now? I was I was smiling when you opened up this topic because I was just thinking we could talk about this for three hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. demos. So know, right. we actually did with the the Tourism Academy. We actually did an alumni session just talking about the art of the DJ. We did something with Beatport as well with Martin Eichen and Ilias and Barrientos, where we just talked about DJing for an hour. Mm. And all, all I do every month is talk about DJing to to the students as well. Uh, and that's just me waffling at them. So, so this I love is, uh, it. To talk about. If I go a step back, then so uh, I first got a pair of decks when I was fifteen. Back then was ninety nine, two thousand. Garage was really taken off, like commercially in the UK. That was my first first love. I think it was like a Kiss House and Garage compilation. I remember nice. listening to it over and over again. And I belt drive turntables, so there's no quantize, no loops, no track analysis, no digital BPM <laughs> anything to look at. Um, and I, I'm definitely not, by the way, somebody who says, oh, you know, turntables are way, you're not a proper DJ if you don't use turntables. I just think that's absolute bollocks, right? It's, it's what you make out of the, the kit, and it's it's what you bring to it. It's what you, how you add value. And add value might be, as you said there, Graham, having the best selection and having tracks which people haven't got access to. It might be doing something creative on the decks, which is what I like to do. And yeah, just thinking about how to add value. So yeah, got decks when I was 15. Then I um, I went to university with Jack Swift. So we were housemates at university. So pretty much any any night out before and after the night out, we were on the decks messing around. <laughs> um, and then as soon as I got onto the CDJs, it just took the creative element to another level. I think for me, the, my biggest influence, I think, was in, in that era when I got my decks. So I used to buy all the tape packs from, from Nights Out. There was a big – one of my favourite tape packs, actually, was Sidewinder, 2001, second birthday, and it was at Milton Keynes, uh, the yes. Sanctuary. Yes, Milton Keynes. Sanctuary, Milton Keynes, and what this is before SoundCloud. 
So if you wanted to find the best new tune, you had to buy these tape packs, which you got from record stores. And yep. then you have to take, find a track you like and then take it back to the record store and go, have you got this? And um, one of the good things about those tape packs was they recorded the all the DJs who played there and then you can listen back to them. And it, it also recorded the environment as well. So mm. you can hear the crowd like kicking off if like the DJ would chop a track in that no one was expecting. And I loved hearing, and it got me excited about going clubbing because it's before I was able to go clubbing, at the fact that the DJ was almost trying to get one up on the on the crowd the whole time. They weren't just, mm. they weren't just playing tracks. I'm going to play that one. Then I'm going to play that one. Then I'm going to play that one. Then I'm going to play that one. It was no like, it was not linear. It was dynamic and it was moving mm. with what the crowd needed and what the crowd wanted, even if they didn't know what they wanted. So mm. I just love that like excitement and bringing in surprise to to sets and and again playing tracks which people may have heard before, they may have bought before, but playing them in different ways. So that's mm. that's to me what I think is like adding value as a DJ. Um, so I've just taken that and like evolved that over time as as the equipment's got better. And I think there's there's definitely pros and cons of that. There's pros because you can do more cool stuff, and there's cons because it's 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 a nightmare like navigating music industry in general, let alone the music equipment, uh, <laughs> equipment versus production equipment. It's just a minefield, right? So it's, yeah. it's pros and cons about uh, that. And and then take that take that style of mixing and style of sort of entertainment and sort of the DJ adding more. But applying it to sort of house, which is what I sort of more traditionally am into at the moment. And then, yeah, just before lockdown 2020, I was doing some one-to-one lessons. And then I, I spoke to the guys at Torum who did not stuff for the academy. And then we decided to write a online course. So we've got a 16-hour online course, which is available now. It's been running for two years. And we do a monthly webinar where we can talk to the students and talk through questions issues we keep it really broad it's focused on djing but we talk about sort of mindset and creating opportunities and things like that so three of my students have won dj competitions now which i'm well chuffed with so um oh, amazing yeah i know yeah well done, so, mate. they love my little children and um, <laughs> it just brings such a smile to my to my face like knowing like there's so many things that you could just decide ah oh, i can't bother to do that can't bother to do that and the course was something i was really chuffed with that having a, a positive impact on people's own confidence to get creative on the decks so uh, yeah. so yeah i love that i love i love when i, I love when our, my course students do well and or they do something cool and i'm like oh go on go on but that's wicked three or four competitions that's amazing that's really cool one of them was playing at a dirty bird camp in the in the states that was his, <gasps> that was his prize which is amazing that's no way that's a, that's, yeah. that's amazing so, That's uh, surely they should have you up there as well, Dev, as like as, yeah. as the mentor. How do I enter? Yeah. I used to love Dirty Birds so much. What a brand. All of their music was going back to 2012 and like a bit before then, all the Dirty Bird guys. Um they're just amazing. Claude von Stroke and that lot. Worthy. Yeah. The Dirty Bird artwork's always really interesting as well. Yeah, the branding's amazing. And trippy mm. and that's so going back to making move when we started out we were trying to think about what others aren't doing and that, that's kind of where i like to think about opportunities in general think about what other people aren't doing and mm. do it and we were like well mm. lots of people are just like concentrating on smashing out as much music as they can a bit sporadic a bit like i oh, hope hope one of like throwing shit in a wall hopefully something sticks right whereas timmy and i have taken a bit more of a relaxed approach we'll only put music out that we're genuinely 
super excited about and we'll invest as well in the design in the pr mm. all the rest of it so it lands properly so we've mm. got this whole like theme which evolves uh the make your move we've got this amazing designer uh, you can find on instagram called panda funk i think it's called and yeah. does all of our hand-drawn artwork we actually prepped him up to do the artwork for our next release um earlier no last week and within a mm. half an hour, he sent us a pencil sketch to go, how about this? And it, it looked incredible. And we're like, how the hell do you do that? So um, so we're working with him. He's been absolutely brilliant for getting our branding. And just so we want our we want our illustrations to tell a story over time. So when you look back through all of our releases, it will almost be a comic strip. And we wanted that just to be another another expression of the brand. That's sick. That's mm. really cool. I love the artwork you got. That's why I didn't realize that's really cool. Um, I really want to test someone and see if they can tell us what's happening because I don't think we've ever we've ever asked, have we, Dev? I'd love to know really? if somebody can like like try and work. So, I'm not going to put you on the spot, Graham, but I think one oh one day I, I'll I'll have to I'll have to go back. Oh my god! <laughs> um, don't uh, don't worry about it right now. Just because it, yeah, it'll be really yeah. it'll be really embarrassing for me and Dev if you can't work it out. So maybe we'll do this another time. <laughs> yeah there, there, there should theoretically be a link between each one and maybe it's clear for timmy and i but um but you should you should be able to see the story developing from one even so we've got little characters and they'll feature for a few releases and then we'll go into a different character set but there'll be a link to get from one to the other that's so, so sick yeah i love that that's so sick first that's well cool fuck that's, so yeah, we're going to think of some more characters. So if anyone's got any recommendations for mm. highly animate uh, characters that we can use, so I won't spoil the next two, but they're they're really cool. I was just gonna, I was just having a quick scroll while you're speaking to see if I could work it out. But the pictures on SoundCloud are so tiny. I'm like, I'm like going, oh no. Beatport's <laughs> yeah, a really good way of getting all the uh, the releases in one place on one screen. But I agree with you. The, the uh, going back a bit, the tape pack thing. I used to love getting tape packs and. Um, you're right. The sanctuary ones were, were amazing, and that, in fact, that's how literally I got into dance music. Someone played one of those tapes at uh, my friend's party, and I heard uh, "Out of Space" for the first time, and it took me six months to find out what that track was by just like asking and asking and asking and asking and asking to try and find out what the track was at this party that people could only just about remember. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. So let's play. Should we play it? What's the latest track? Is the Jordan Peak track? Is that right? That came out ten days ago. Like, yeah. Should we play that to give him a little bit of a, a little bit of a vibe of the, the label? That's a beast. That's an absolute beast. It's mental. Such yeah. a mental tune, isn't it? <laughs> Holy moly. I, I forget how mad it is when I, like, occasionally if I don't listen to it for two two or three days and I hear it again, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so that's, good. That's, that's metal. In fact, 
Gang, we should give that the record. Nice. Wicked. Just a card by Graham. So that's, that's, you can stream that now. Uh, the full release is on Friday, but there's three other absolutely huge tracks on the EP. So we've teased out work, which is the lead track, which you heard there. Danny yep. Howard's just dropped it on Radio 1 on Friday. Pete Tong, all that. But there's three other unbelievable tracks on the EP, which they're all they're all quite different, aren't they, to me? But they just we mm. loved all of them. So we're just like, right, let's get these out. Who else is on the EP? Yeah. Is it all from him or is it all separate? It's all artists? Jordan. I think if you if you ever read any like blog or interview post that I've ever done and somebody asked me who my favourite producer is, I always just say Jordan Peake. I think in one of the <laughs> interviews I actually just wrote Jordan Peake's name like six times. Um, and we were so we were so honoured to get him on the label just because he's been he's been slightly quiet uh, production wise. So we were we were really lucky to actually just get him to send us some tracks and release with us. So we're me and Dev feel you know really honoured to have him on the label, and he's such a legend as well. So um, yeah, we're just just so happy with it. It's unbelievable. I think we knew like we it's actually generally been quite a privilege sort of helping to reintroduce him back onto the scene. We mm. we knew that all of the established artists and the heads who've been around for a few years were gonna know the name, but mm. like getting the opportunity to present him to sort of the newer crowd as well is uh it's been really exciting, mm. hasn't it? So um yeah, mm. doing 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 all right so far. I know we've a couple of radio on plays so far. So um, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I can't complain. So and it's and it's out fully on the whole EP's out on Friday. Friday, yeah. Three other tracks. Okay. We've, got, we've got some like big piano breaks. We've got uh, some speed garage, and then there's some. Don't even know how to describe the last one to me, but it's just wow. Speed garage. On my days, me and my friend found it when we were at university. We found a speed garage CD. It was seven quid, and it was like three discs of speed garage. It was like the ultimate speed garage, something or other. It was absolutely epic. Mm. Like we bought one copy and we listened to it so much. My mate was like, I'm going to have to buy my own copy because we were going home for the summer. Like, And he was in London and I was in Milton Keynes and he had to go and buy his own copy and we had to go and search like through the whole the whole of HMV because it was months later to find another copy of this just so he could have a copy as well. So speed, <laughs> speed Garage is, is, is like, it's really easy to make it wrong as well. It, it's really easy to go overboard. But yeah, this this track, Ghost Groove, it's called track two on the ep is just he's absolutely nailed mm. it so um have a listen on beatport if you can't wait till friday <laughs> um right let's um so what are we looking for today from these from these demos i would say um classic sort of chicago um inspired new jersey gritty fun house music um like jordan's track work you know that it's it's a mental track but it's also really fun because the vocals are Jordan singing as well, which make it even better. So we, we we like the fun stuff, we like the serious stuff. But yeah, I think that's probably what I'd say. Dev, you you, you might have something a little bit different to that. But no, I like I like your two words, like gritty and fun. Like fun, fun is one mm. that we always use in our press releases, right? Because um, mm. I think there's a lot of, a lot of house music which is really serious and really monotonous. And actually, I think fun keeps it broad for us, right? Because we like we like as we said, the references to a lot of the house and garage from the nineties, but at the same time, we do, we are looking for quite broad stuff. So work is actually probably the hardest track that we, we've signed, but yeah, we just love it so much. We're just like, we can't mm. not, we can't not mm. sign this. So we are quite, we are quite broad, but it has to have those, that grittiness, that fun aspect and something like it's going to have some sort of melodic content or like a, a good interest element hook. So yeah. 
That's cool. I like the I like the fun because it kind of that's a great word because obviously it combines with the art your artwork, which is obviously very fun. So mm. love that that's coming through. That's cool. Okay, let's and get anything these that makes us move. Basically, we'll we'll, we'll yeah. look at. Nice. Okay. So if we see gang in the chat, you got to watch them. If they're moving, we're, we're, you're in with a chance. And then we we might give the rave or the, or we can get the Hulk smash. If you see Dev's hips, if you see Dev's like Dev giving a little shake, then we're you're on something. First up, Harvest. What have you got? Have you released the tiger this time, Harvest? Uh, let's try this. Sleeping people. There you go. Yeah, who, what do you think? Who wants to leave this one? I'll, go on, I'll, I'll chip in first. I was just going to say, actually, just before you even listen to the music, because um, one of the observations I had actually looking at a couple of these demos is the waveform, there was a big gap at the end of some of them. And I like that uh, Harvest, I presume you pronounce it, has got some artwork on there. So created some artwork for the track so that to me is a bit of a it's a bit of a shit filter in itself itself right because it tells me that the artist has invested time to get this presented in the right way and mm. think about how it's presented so i think that does make an impact that says you know actually this is a track i'm really happy with with showing you so uh, i've heard mixed response i don't know what you think graham but some people will like it just if it's a photo of them but others i think like it if there is something a bit like a, a nice image to go with it. I personally like an image to go with it, so it doesn't just look like any old photo from SoundCloud, but I think that's probably personal preference, that. Okay, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of either, I don't, I guess logos are great if that's when you've got a logo, it's good to fit in there, like, or sometimes when you, people do stuff like actual from their, art, their own artwork, from your artwork, which is nice, but obviously that's more difficult with you. I just think just make it look cool, like, whether it's a cool photo, whether it's a cool, you know, really cool photo works just works just as well for me. So that you again, if you've got really nice press shots, then use your press shot. Like I, I like it just shows you've taken a bit of time and a bit of care, you know. Yeah. The other the other point. So I've not even talked about the music yet, but uh, I, I think about this um, interview I saw Bicep did at a conference once, and they said that they would think about they would, they would spend just as much time sometimes on the imagery they used for the music as the music itself. So mm. um, they would. So googling online, like trying to find images which reflected the track. That's why they got those mm. sort of like beef, beefcake, like uh, Muscle Beach uh, photos and stuff. Um, so it doesn't even need to be like something which you design. Just finding it a cool image which reflects mm. the essence of the track, if that makes sense. So I think that's just yeah, I like that as well. Well, without necessarily having to design something. Anyway, in terms of the music, I thought the mix was quite nice in this one. The drums, the hats were working quite nicely. Saw a few comments on the bass line. Uh, the bass line did, did sound really, really nice. And there's some good good uh, pads. 
supporting the bass side, adding some interest. It sounded like it was quite well, fairly well produced uh, and polished. So yeah, whether they whether there's an engineer who's come in and done a mix down or it's been mastered, it sounded like it was quite polished and, and ready in terms of quality to be listened to as a demo. Um, my, I guess my two main comments were, so on the bass line, because the bass line was the main, was the lead uh, idea, it felt like it needed a bit more syncopation, a bit more variation. So as you got to the end of the track, it was it just got a bit repetitive and hadn't changed enough. And some of the changes can be really slight. So whether you're moving some a couple of note, passing notes up an octave, maybe you're playing around with the uh, the attack decay, sustain and release, maybe adding some reverse parts of the something which just makes the changes the the riff a little bit i think we'll just do wonders for adding some variation by the comment just so, so productive was it didn't really feel like a make you move uh record it was probably not up tempo enough so i would just say recommend to spend some time thinking about which artists you can imagine playing this and which labels you think are going to be responsive to and just being really selective as to where where you send it timmy do you want anything totally agree with dev it was a bit too it would be too stripped back for us probably but it was it's a it's a like the bass is cool i liked it um i thought that i thought the track was was nice as well i've got a bit of an issue at the moment uh with and this is just my personal personal thing i think in the breaks um you could hear like it was like a vocal speech um i think i i can't i find that that's just been done so much now you know when you've got these like inspirational quotey speeches in the middle of tracks of somebody talking that's the only thing that, that put me off slightly um because i've just kind of i think i've i mean i've probably done it to death as well over the years but i just can't really hear it anymore but i think i think the track itself was really nice as a, as a instrumental and it and it's got yeah it, it felt a bit more minimal um, it had that minimal edge to it rather than a sort of a sort of make you move style track. But yeah, I think it's great. I think, I think for me, it was just the, it was just that little vo- the vocal speechy bit in the middle that I'm just, it doesn't work with my ears anymore. Okay, let's move on. Oh, I see what you mean by, I guess, I guess some of these have bounced them down the last, like they've been working on right till the end and have kind of bounced them down. And therefore, they're like literally because I know, I know some people when they submit these for these demos, it's like right to the right to the wire before they submit. So that could be why there's gaps and stuff at the end of tracks. Yes, so fine, fine for this session. But I just think if you're sending it to a label, even just looking at the waveform, it looks like it's not finished, and that's before you even listen to the music. So. I don't think that is the case, having listened to a couple of these, where they have got it mm. on the end. But it's it's little these little perceptions. I think do add up to. Mm. To give an indication as to whether the the music is ready. Right, let's go for this.
There you go. I like that vocal. Nice. That was cool. Work with the track for sure. Go on, go for it, guys. Timmy, do you want to go this first this time? I like the vocal. I agree. I thought the vocal was cool. Is it? Do you know if the samples um, cleared on it? Is it? Is it a splice vocal or um, is it? Is it off a, like an original track somewhere? Um, but yeah, I, 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 the bass wasn't a hundred percent working for me. I th- I, I felt like there could have been a bit more um, space in the bass line to kind of feel like it was grooving a bit more because it was quite um, everything was quite filled out. But I think other than that, I think it's got some really cool elements to it, and I think it has a lot of potential with um, a bit of a like tidy up I think maybe sort of looking at the mix a bit more um, I can see in the chat here it's an R&B vocal um, it's Jack Jack Jackson, Jackson wow <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's, it's, it's great but you're going to have some you might have some issues signing that that's the only problem just because of, of that vocal so uh, I, yeah I think I think there's definitely potential there 100% but it just needs a bit of a tidy up in my eyes and maybe you could play around with the bass line a bit that's me so the first thing I noticed was the big drums. So really love the kick, really like absolute like sort of stomper, stomper kick. Works really well with the hi-hat clap and there's some subtle toms I think I could hear there as well. So the drive of the track was really nice. Uh, I like the pads, but it felt like they were a bit thin. They needed thickening up, whether it was layering. You might need another couple of synths to layer up and thicken that sound and just create a bit more movement, a bit more, I guess, um, that sort of older feel, a bit of thickness and warmth to it. It just felt a bit thin, but that was me personally. Um, Mm. I preferred, there was a second drop, I think, at like two minutes or not really a drop. Drop's a a bad word to use, but where there wasn't a snare roll in the bridge, and I, I thought that was much nicer, just going break, and then the beats just coming straight back in, rather than the first one where there was a big long snare roll, which didn't really didn't really line up with the track, I don't think. And I think, as a general comment for me personally, a bit like what Timmy said with the overuse of sort of interviews and stuff, which have been using tracks over the years, things which have been overused for me is definitely snare rolls, um, and they're just not needed, especially on tracks like this you don't need to create that sort of EDM hype bit to create impacts on with the track. So I think just take that, take that snare roll out altogether. And I think just as a, as a producer challenge, like if you can get a bridge going into a main section sounding like impactful without a white noise riser, without a snare roll, then your track's onto a winner. Um, but if you're, if you're having to resort to those to try and, chucking excitement or chucking energy which isn't quite there anyway then it 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 just doesn't work it just anyway the the snare roll didn't really work for me the i love the organ love love that sort of m1 organ sound Mm. it it sounded a bit muddy and muffled so i don't know whether they just need to do maybe layer in some mids there so it cuts through the mix a bit cleaner uh vocal was nice janet jackson i think probably won't be able to clear that but um (laughs) there was quite a lot of echo and delay on it as well so the vocal i don't know whether that was the effect you're going for but the echo sort of kicked in as the vocal was still singing so it was a bit bit a bit wobbly so maybe dial back the echo and delay uh a bit there but yeah nice track my drums are my favorite element i think there yeah i mean yeah definitely the kick was mental it definitely um it definitely passed the kick test gang okay pass the kick test i quite like the kick thank you <laughs> right <laughs> uh, yeah those kicks so so the, the really compressed like saturated kicks always always go down a treat i'm a big fan 
So yeah, I agree with Dev as well. The drums were I didn't actually mention the drums. The drums were really nice, actually. So yeah, I like them. definitely got lots of potential there. Well done, Cash. Uh next up, Elson IT Trip. Let's do this. What did you think of that one? Who's going first? Yeah. I thought uh, I thought there's a really nice groove to it. Drums and the bass line all working really well. The vocal coming in and out as well uh, seemed to sit in the track nicely. I think, like you say, Graham, it, it probably does feel like more of a tech house track than a, a sort of a straight up house track that we would would look for. I think just in terms of the mix as well, there was a few things which I felt like needed rebalancing. Uh, I couldn't hear it as much on my headphones, but when I listened to this one on the monitors earlier, there was a few things which are poking out quite a lot, like um, there's a snare which pokes out. The the claps were really harsh as well. The clap builds were really mm-hmm. harsh. Me personally, and again, this is a bit different for Tick House because this stuff in Tech House does work, but clap builds, a bit like snare builds, for me personally, I think have been overused in in the Mm. last few years. Um, And the clap build was really harsh, and I think there was quite a lot of stereo movement on it as well. So maybe just... um, rein that in and just dial that dial that back a little bit and probably yeah so just it just felt like the track needed a bit more polishing to get demo ready in terms of the finish mm-hmm. um and just last thing as well on the arrangement i noticed right at the end about five i think it's a six minute long track and at five minutes there was another quite intense build and drop but then there's only a minute left of the track which again you're not leaving very much space there for djs to uh, to allow to play that nice uh high energy section and then mix out of it as well so mm. um just just think about that maybe just um maybe just have keep it to two or three bridge and uh, bridge and drops but um, yeah nice groove and drums i thought yeah it reminded me a little bit of um that roberto sirach is it sirachi joy's song a tiny yeah. bit do you remember that gene um yeah. it was undefected uh yeah very very tech housey for me but um I really like I really like the vocal. I thought it was really cool and it stood out. I think you could probably make it a little bit less loopy. Things like um, on the vocal, you could potentially use um, things like Beat Repeat, which is an Ableton stop plugin, which is quite fun to make loads of varied um, changes and things. A really cool tip that I learned the other day with vocals is if you duplicate the layer, so you've got your original vocal there and, and it's just on your project. If you duplicate it and then mute the original and then on that duplicated track, if you just add loads of plugins or like delays that you like and things like that, and you start flicking through the presets and record 
onto another track all of the different applied delays then you get loads of gold like all of it is just recorded and then you can go through and pick out the best bits of, of that recording um and, it, and it's just by flicking through delay presets and things and you can i mean it's it really helps you find some cool little vocal changes so that might be something to try possibly but yeah, I, I, th- I think it was. I think it was a nice tech house tune, really. That's, that's a really cool. That's a really good tip, actually. And I think as well related to that is changing the delay parameter because when you change the delay parameter, you can sometimes get that sort of slowing down, speeding up uh, mm. type of, a, of effect, which can sound really cool, really trippy, and just add a bit of variation to something if you're getting a bit too used to hearing it. Great tips, wicked. Let's carry on. Right. Apple, Aper, A, Alper Joe, smoking in his hallway. There we go. Let's get back in. It felt it felt on the minimal um, it felt on the minimal edge for me. It was a bit um, there was a lot of space in the track. It was quite um, quite loopy, but I do I did I found it quite quite fun to listen to. I quite enjoyed listening to it. It was um, it just it was it was just definitely a, a minimal track for me. Um, mm. Not something that we we would potentially sign, but it, yeah, it's, it's got some cool elements. Um, I think the mix, from what I can tell in my in my AirPods, um, the mix sounded okay. I'd love to listen to it properly, so apologies that I can't give you constructive um, thoughts on it now. But yeah, I I enjoyed listening to it really. I think the structure was alright. I quite like the break in the middle. It's quite a nice break. Um, mm. I feel like you could potentially have added some um, some ear candy to it. It needed a bit more ear candy, some like sparkly sounds and like nice kind of effects and things to give it something. Um, to keep You're us really like creative. keep us listening to different different bits and bobs, but yeah, I think that's probably how I'm seeing that one. Yeah, so can you hear me? Kate? Yeah, agree with yeah. Um, what Timmy was saying. So I jotted down earlier. So the main theme idea was cool, groovy. Uh, but it did get a bit repetitive uh, after a while, and it didn't really develop. There was no mm. sort of there was no like evolution of the track. And that can be really subtle as well. Like, I mean, you know, some 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 dance tracks, for example, should be repetitive, but there there'll be subtle ways that they evolve and change over time. And I wasn't really picking up on that. And I don't know whether this is actually where perhaps sometimes you can get a bit stuck. So my recommendation for this is when you go into a session, make sure you've got like maybe between three and five 
reference inspiration tracks that are ready for you to like look at if you get stuck or not really sure what is missing and then you can like really listen carefully to those tracks and try and pick out oh that, do you know what they've got a they've got something hitting off the beat there which sounds really cool and adds a bit of variation or they've got a a vocal shot which comes in every uh eight bars or um four bars or, or something and you don't have to necessarily use the sounds from those tracks or copy them but you can you can you can pick out the ideas and the techniques that are used but um mm. I'll, I'll certainly recommend that for this one to so try and find three or four tracks which you think uh resembles the the look and feel of this track and see what they're doing what else they're doing to that you can add into your to your uh your track but um yeah agree so it, a bit minimally for for make your move um would need to be a bit more up tempo have a bit more melodic content but uh but uh yeah that'd be my my feedback for that one cool cool there we go right let's play this one you're in hurrah he's in right let's play this Fun. Shall I go first on this one? So I think really nice vibe on that one. Definitely summer pool vibes, maybe down by down by the pool in Ibiza, listen to the tunes. Nice and loud as well, I noticed it was. The piano riff is really nice. All of I think all of the the sounds worked really well. Uh the sax which came in and out. The sax wasn't overly used as well, which was good. Uh, the piano riff was really nice. When, uh, and I really like the glidey bass line. Uh, I think the bass line was really nice. Although when I did listen to it on my monitors earlier, the bass line is super loud, uh, particularly mm. that, that high, those high mid notes. You've got to just be careful of that because it, it was a bit overbearing. But, but the, the bass line sound and the riff I really liked. Um, I thought it worked really well with the drums and sort of playing off the piano. Um, when I when I first heard the piano, I was oh yeah, this is a really nice piano riff. But then I did get I did get a bit bored of it too quickly. So it felt like the piano riff needed a bit more to it. And I, I don't know, it sounded to me like this is probably a sample. So I don't and do correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so either if it is a sample, are there other elements of the sample that you could take and use? Or can you map the sample to MIDI and play in some extra elements to it? Uh, and if you have played it in, fantastic. Maybe you can develop out that riff a, a little bit more. Um, mm. Going into that first part, the intro, I think it took a minute and a half. I'll probably cut the intro down to a minute. And then when I was hearing, I thought the piano riff was being teased in. And then after the end of the, the, 
beats for the intro, I thought we were going to hear a really nice sort of piano solo and then go back into the beats. That's kind of mm. what I wanted to hear when I was listening through to it. But the <laughs> piano riff wasn't enough to do that. So I kind of understand why you couldn't do that. So I'd maybe think about developing out the, the piano riff, giving it a bit more more to it my main bits of feedback but yeah bass are really nice just needs to be uh tamed a bit in the mix and and again sorry a bit boring but i i really didn't like the snare rolls it felt a bit too high energy for this type of track so yeah it's my feedback i think that was that that was probably my my favorite one so far i think and it's probably it was probably the most suited to the label or at least what we're sort of looking for because it was a bit more what is it? Fermi la bouche, which is, is it shut your mouth, I think? Something yeah. like that. Close your mouth. Very good. Yeah. Je parle un petit peu français. Les rolls saucisses. Uh, <laughs> Les rolls saucisses. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought it was cool. I, I liked the theme of it. The theme of the tune was really fun. So it definitely has a lot. It, it has something to it, which is important. That's the harp. The harp pie is finding a theme, isn't it? That's uh, appealing. So yeah, I think it was a good tune, and I definitely felt like it was the most. Um, it was my favourite so far, I think. But yeah, it just something lacking a little bit for me. I think there was just something not something missing. I think it was a bit too loopy um, in the end. But yeah, I still I still liked it. I still I still enjoyed that. Um, and I think yeah, as I said, it's definitely definitely the most suitable to the style we're trying to sign at the moment. Yeah, I, yeah. When I was listening, when it, when it came on, I was like, "Oh, this! Oh, we could be on here." I was like, "I was like, oh, it, we, it's a little sound more closer." It's definitely more nineties mm. feel to it. More Chicago house. Yeah, cool. Right, Ruben Anderson, parallel. Let's go for this one. go before, oh, before, that was good get a little, like get that. A little horn for that one give a little you want a rave horn I really 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 like the organ in the breaks and I really really wish the organ stayed on the drops is my is my sort of view on that I love the I I can imagine that those all that like organ and that melody with some really tough drums and it would be that would be right up our that would be right up our straza, as I say. That's 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 exactly what the kind of sh- stuff we're after, really. Is that um, uh, really groovy, nice, m- melodic, organy kind of classic stuff? But I think I think it's nice. It's a really nice tune. But I just really loved the breaks a lot. I really really like the organ a lot. Um, so yeah. So, uh, mate, I'm gonna I'm gonna just be a broken record here. 
and I wrote down the exact same thing. So actually, just to separate the two bits, so I really loved the drums. I thought they had a really nice swing to them, sound like they're well put together. The drums were definitely, they had enough in them to, to stand on their own. Uh, I actually liked the beat as well. Um, I, the only bit I didn't like was a little plucky bit at the top, but I get why that's there. Is is maybe just put it back further in the mix so it's less prominent. Um, and loves love the the bridge and the breakdowns as well. That organ and there's a, it sounded like there was another synth in there as well. Very sort of Grant Nelson sort of vibes. I have to agree with Timmy though because it felt like the two weren't working together. So they almost thought they were two different tunes, two different ideas, but they weren't really complementing each other. I think it was particularly the middle. Uh, the middle uh, bridge section. I was. I remember looking at the waveform figure. I'm looking forward to see see what he does here. And then the chords come in. I could see Timmy smiling, and I was smiling. And then it just sort of stopped suddenly and went back to that plucky sound. Too. It was too abruptly. And then the main section, which followed, didn't really resemble what I guess the core sort of niceness of the the bridge parts. So I'd maybe think about. Um, you might not like this, but maybe writing something to those to those chords that works a bit better with them, or may I don't know. It just felt like the, the two were too different. It was is too much of a contrast there, and sometimes that contrast is good. When but they weren't really complementing each other on this uh, on this one, but really nicely produced track. Love love the drums. I love all the sounds that are used, um, other than that plucky bit. Uh, and the chords are great. Definitely, the chords are definitely up our street in terms of the riff and the. It sounded like there was another synth layer in there, which sounded amazing too. Definitely, Grant Nelson vibes on that. Nice, wicked. Right, next up, Mitch. Mitch Gilby, take me higher. Do 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 do. Let's let's. They're not that little do do do. Was let's go. Before we jump into that, Timmy, are you okay? You were in the nosebleed position. You are you uh, are you all right? <laughs> well, I was doing this. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. It's in the. It's in the. It's in the. I've got a nosebleed. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no nosebleed here. I'm I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, just okay. just having to massage under my eyeball slightly just because I'm so knackered. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good, mate. Thank you for checking in, though. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, Who's Dev, the... do you want to tackle this one? He's it's your turn, for... isn't it? It's for... Is it my turn? For... It's my turn first, isn't it? Sorry. Um, so I think it sounded like it was quite well uh, put together. Again, the drum sounded really nice. I really liked there was a couple of diva screams in there. They didn't come in. They weren't the main vox that was used, 
uh, love a good uh, diva scream. Um, the Take Me Higher <laughs> vocal and what looks like the main theme of the track, given the track name, didn't actually come in till about midway through. So it, it just felt like you, if you've got a theme and that is the theme of the track, you do need to hit it home a bit, you know, throughout consistently throughout the track to create that familiarity for the listener. So that to me felt like it probably should have been used a bit more. And I think one of my general comments was it did need some probably a bit more prominent vocal interest rather than just sort of sort of stuff which sat in the back of the mix. You know, sort of very atmospheric. It, it felt like there needed to be a bit more of a, a vocal lead to this track, and that's probably because the piano riff is really nice, but it was just a bit too nice. It did get a bit repetitive after a while. I don't know what it was. It just needed a bit more syncopation, a bit more movement, and I think probably just the riff, a few of the notes, or a chords, I probably would have changed as well, just to make it a bit more sort of jazzy and vibey for the kind of sort of 90s style chord progressions that we would typically get excited. It was a bit more sort of a mainstream piano house progression. The string line as well, a really nice string sounds, which you picked out there. And I like, I love the idea of layering a string riff over a piano riff. But the string line was quite a simple progression. So it just needed a bit more. It reminded me of Fade a bit, the string, the strings in terms of the sound used. So again, like really nice sound used, but it just wasn't, it wasn't in the, the actual, the notes, the progression wasn't quite, didn't quite carry enough interest for me. Uh, last one I think I had was bass arms, again, probably just a bit too tech housey for us. So maybe just if, if you are targeting us, I think, think about some of the more sort of subby 808 or sort of cleaner bass sounds and have it a bit a bit more of a groovy pattern as opposed to just uh, on on the grid lines as it were do you think that i, I one thing i said in the, in the chat was the ha is that hi ho was that the uh was that out of black box right on time do you think that was a sample i thought that was the diva scream actually where they've just been pitched uh -huh. Uh, that one yeah but it did sound a bit different so I, I didn't know whether that was because it had been pitched down but that's what that, that was that's what I thought mm. was going well, yeah no it was good it was good um, I thought uh, very much the same as Dev really I think there were lots of elements there were there's almost too many different things thrown into a track really because the bass I didn't think quite fit the, um, the the sort of musical elements so I think if um if there was a, a bit of a tidy up on your bass line, like Dev said, like a nice 808 subby bass would be awesome. I think the vocals were, you know, you've got you've got loads of really cool ideas there. I just think maybe maybe it could be you could explore explore them a little bit more. But it depends what what you're going for really as an artist. It depends what you what you want to make and what you like making. If you want to make a bit of a hybrid of like classic um, like a classic inspired track and then have a bit of a techie bass line then then by all means then go for it. And you've done that quite well. But I think there are elements that if you're it was just at times was a bit confusing. And I noticed somebody in the chat talk about the intro. I think the intro confused me a touch as well. But other than that, I, th I think there's definitely loads of what what was what I'm hearing in most of these tunes are re some really wicked ideas and um, really good themes as well so it's just a case of maybe spending a bit longer on them it depends how long you guys have spent on these tracks you know if you've if you've spent a day on them or whatever maybe you just give it a bit of a rest and revisit them sometimes that can help to, to freshen ideas up and stuff um one thing i would just say whilst we're waiting for timmy to come back is i think with feedback you should 
decide you should obviously listen to the feedback but then decide if it's right for you so i noticed one of the one of the artists who got some feedback earlier they uh and it was really pleasing to see that they agreed with what we had said and was like keen to put the changes through but i would just say at the same time you do need to take a step back and consider whether actually that feedback you agree with and whether it's right for you as well so we get some of the feedback we're giving for example is to try and mold some of these tracks so they fit in with our label but actually you know as, as the artist you should be deciding which way you want to take it as well so there should be a bit of feedback and then think about whether that's relevant to your style and what you're trying to achieve and then take the bits that you agree with and and then put them in so don't don't always listen to feedback test test it see if it works for you and then and then put it through but yeah 100 percent. does that sound better by the way yeah, yeah, there he is. Yeah, cool. I was just going to say, uh, I completely echo what Dev said then. It's, it's important to, we don't always know what's right at all. We're just giving our opinion. It's all opinions, right? It doesn't doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the right thing and it's going to it's going to make the tracks better. It might end up making them, you know, worse, really. So I think it's, um, it's important to, yeah, I completely agree with what Dev just said there. Like, all of you guys are, are making great music that you enjoy making, so just carry on doing that. But then... You know, if you want to make a couple of tweets here and there, just based on what we said, then great. But it may it may not be the right the right thing to do. It would just you just have to play around. And and sometimes you're so into the track, you're not actually ready to hear feedback yet. So I remember I got I did a I did a track and they wanted to sign it, and they said, "Oh, we just need to change the vocal a bit." And when I first read it, I was like, "No, this is the track. This is how it was intended to be written. Uh, don't try and change it." Blah blah blah. And then thankfully, I didn't go back and email them that. And then I put through the changes, and I, th- I thought I thought to myself, "I'll put them through. I'll test them out, and then I'll decide whether I agree with them." So keep an open mind, listen to it test it for yourself and then decide whether it works for you and actually on this occasion it, it sounded much better and when i ab'd against the previous version i was like oh my god the vocal was doing too much i need to strip it back and that was only from hearing that independent feedback where i could create the space and look at it uh, again as a, as a for, yeah objectively but so yeah just keep keep open to feedback do test it but then decide for yourself whether it's right for you or not Cool. At the same time, if there is a particular label that you are trying to sign with and they give you feedback, you pretty much have to do <laughs> like what, yeah. what, they, what they say because they obviously want your track to, to, to fit in with their catalogue and their, their ethos. Exactly. Right, let's carry on. Yoga Shlama, let's call this.
There we go. There we go. That was uh, intense. I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed it, though. Yeah, no, it's good. It was good. Definitely intense. Uh, I, uh, I have to be completely honest. The lead didn't. It. Uh, I can just see. Um, Golly, must saying that as well. The lead wasn't to my taste, really. Um, mm. I just. I felt like it was a bit kind of. I don't know. I'm not sure whether it was the sound or the melody or a bit of both, really. Uh, but um, I think that it felt a little bit too EDM-y for me as mm. well, and. Um, just a bit sort of high intensity stuff. But I think there were some nice parts to it. The ni- drums were quite nice at times. I quite like the drums, but I just found it, it, to my taste, it was just too, it was just a bit too intense, especially that lead. Maybe it could have been tamed slightly um, and maybe maybe a different sound. It may, I, d- I don't necessarily think the melody was the problem. I just think it might have been the sound, possibly. But yeah, that's just, yeah, they're my thoughts, I think. Hmm. So I, I'd agree. I, I'd even say I didn't know what the lead was because there was quite a lot of sounds all trying to fill that role of the lead. So you had that fluty organ uh, sound, which came in, I'm not sure when it came in, and sort of assumed the position of the lead sound. But then you also had the riff and uh, the piano riff. And then you also had that sort of FM bass line, which the sound of the FM bass line I actually really like. And there was some quite nice automation in there as well to create some variation. But they were all really loud in the mix, all trying to do the same thing. So you kind of need to pick what the lead theme is and then have other elements supporting that, whether it's more subtle layers or other interest musical elements, which are sitting in the background, creating the interest and creating the ear candy, but aren't, aren't you know, fighting for that space. Uh, I also, I didn't like that riff, that flute riff. Uh, I did see the comments actually, it reminded me a bit of Nightcrawler's MK, Push the Feeling on um, da, 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 that sort of uh, yep. the, sax, the sax riff, but it, it didn't really feel like, like that came in really aggressively and actually there was already enough, there's already those two elements there competing for that lead space anyway, the FM, the mid sort of FM sound and the piano. It didn't need that other other sound o- over the top. Um, and just a general comment for me, um, I, I really dislike about 95% of vocals that use the word house or house music just because it's a bit cheesy it's a bit done it's very difficult to do it in a sort of cool credible way uh Mm. i did really like the sort of the uh the spacey effects on that vocal as well i don't know whether that was the sample used Mm. it was quite intense that's again personal preference but i i i tend to uh, away from anything which says house or house music just because i think it's a it's a bit obvious uh, for me, but um, I think the, the the main thing I, I liked from this was uh, I, I really liked the sort of FM baseline sounds, and I did think that the automation was quite good as well in terms of uh, adding it, uh, adding variations to that. But there was there was too much going on in this track, I think, to to really understand what the theme was. Right, flipping out. Right, two left, two. I've got malicious author as is it Skeleton Keys' last one? Yes, cool. Okay, let's go for this. The willow.
I like the sound of that. Yeah, interesting. Exactly. I think I think um, genre wise, it's um, I don't know. It, it, it felt a bit more like old old school minimal. Do you remember yeah. back in the day of like uh, I'm trying to think of some examples. Paul Rich reminds me of like like Paul Rich and stuff, and the really older techno minimal stuff. Yeah, um, especially especially on that that second drop. Anyway, when it was when that um, that percussive lead was filtered down, it kind of sounded a bit like that. Like the old Robert Hood stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think it was a again a nice track. It had some interesting elements, uh, interesting sounds to it. I like the percussive. Yeah, fidgety minimal, like Skeleton Key saying. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I again, I liked it. Really interesting sounds. I thought the structure was really good. There's, there's a good structure there. Um, if you look at the waveform, it looks quite nice. Um, I think the mix like, is pretty solid as well. I like the way it came out of the break as well. That kind of loop, like wasn't it? Wasn't the yeah ride or the, yeah? That's yeah. nice. The first breakdown ha- sounded a bit interesting to me. I can't really, I couldn't really work it out. I think uh, if I unless unless my internet was playing up, um, I can't remember if it had some delays on it or something. Yes. But I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, other than that. Fun tune, definitely. Uh, yeah, agree with what Timmy said. I think uh, it sounded like it was well held together. The drums and groove uh, were pretty nice. Uh, I liked basically doing the opposite of what we've seen in some of the other tracks with the big snare rolls. I like the breakdowns and then like quite a sudden uh, drop back into the main the main action again. That was that was exciting. Uh, and then when that came in, bringing in the extra hat sort of ride element to add additional energy in those sections. I thought that was nice to to mix it up. Um, I thought the breakdown, the main breakdown that we just heard at the end there. Uh, you mentioned going to have a listen to see what he does here. I think you can kind of see what you're trying to do in terms of having that really like a lot of space so that you're really locked in to that sort of lead synthy stuff. It just needed a bit more, uh, it needed a bit more atmosphere to add to it because it was a bit, there's a bit too much dead air there and that you could, you know, things like adding reverb or adding some delays and stereo um, to it. Maybe even just adding some, some simple effects some some sweeps down. doesn't have to be like cheesy sweeps down maybe some big reverb tails on the last drum hits or something like that, whether it's on the, on the last kick or the last uh, cap, something to sort of lead into that section and just fill out a bit more of that space. You can, you can fill up the space, but still allowing that synth to sort of do that sort of minimal solo section. It's just a bit too much dead air for me. And I think as well, again, this, I mean, this comment is quite loopy, but it just it felt a bit loopy after a while. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. but it was over and over and over again i would think about when I, when you have got a riff like that and you really want to hit home that theme maybe think about getting a secondary lead to swap so just swap the midi over but it goes into a different sound if you have a different sound doing the same riff but in a different phrase of the track it can just add so much variation to it just by having a different sound doing operating the same that role um might be a nice idea but um yeah, I thought it was thought it was quite nice overall, but just uh, it didn't really feel like a again a make your move track is a bit too minimal uh, for mm. us. We'd like it's something a bit more up tempo, but it sounded like a nicely put together track. 
Yeah, losses in the chat. Wicked. Thank you for all the feedback. Right, last one. Skeleton Keys, Disciples. Let's do this. go last one hey right, should i go first on this one yeah go for it just uh on the that last section at the end there really nice breakdown really like that ravey piano uh the string line that came in really like it's a bit similar to one of the other tracks we listened to earlier a bit like uh that fade tune i mentioned um mm. but that last section there that last sort of it wasn't really a drop which, which, which i like but it kind of the energy built up, the anticipation built up, but then it went back into the same drums and bass and sort of main theme. I would have just continued that string line on in the drop, so held that you know kept kept that string line running as the bridge comes and it drops back in, and then that string line will add that variation and that energy lift for that last section. Um, mm. That'd be quite an easy fix, but that to me it needed that sort of like sort of euphoric end to that uh, like resolution to that break that breakdown um i thought drums were quite nice uh it was quite hard to pick out the drums because they, they got a bit lost in the mix uh there was quite a lot of musical elements going on and i noticed that the at the start we jumped straight into like there was quite a lot i don't know whether you skipped ahead how, how long you skipped ahead there graham but um not much. There just a wasn't little... much of an intro it was just like bang we're in oh i cut the intro out for ever. sure so, but it looked like it was still fairly. I don't know how. I can't see how long this track is. Um, but it looked like it was I still fairly that. near the start. So just maybe just think about easing, easing elements in. But it sounded like the drums were nice at the start, and um, you know, filling out the space. The hats are quite quiet as well. Um, the hats typically shouldn't be uh, overshadowed in terms of actual volume level to anything really because the hat needs to poke through and drive the mix so maybe just have a look at your hat levels again this goes back to reference tracks make sure you have good reference track uh in your project so actually don't have it in your project but when you're happy with the track bounce it out put it into a fresh project with two or three other reference tracks and just do some a b in uh in the mix and picking out going through the different elements like your hats your kick baseline your lead and just seeing where the levels are against those reference tracks and just seeing how they stack up. But the hats sounded a bit quiet uh, in the mix. But uh, I thought it was a nice, nice, nice track overall. Some really nice musical elements and themes in there. Yeah, I totally agree with Dev. I really liked the main break. The The sounds in the main break were my favourite part. The the keys that came in, uh, I thought that was really cool. But other than that, I, I totally agree with what, with what Dev's saying, really. I think... 
the mix. The drums could have been a bit, have been a bit more present. But other than that, yeah, I'd, oh, I'm not really sure what more I could add other than what Dev said. Really, I think it was, I think it was really, um, I think it was really decent. Um, but just there were a couple of things that I, I preferred the break in the middle. I preferred that that lead synth in the middle. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I don't think I can add any more to be honest. Um, but like all of the tracks, it was, you know, it was still nice. I enjoyed listening to it. Cool, cool. Okay. Oh, great. Great great tracks again to say. Thanks for everyone that submitted. That was wicked. What's up? What's coming up for the, the, the label? Next release is coming out this Friday for the label. Um, well, so we've got Jordan Peak out Friday. Mega, mm-hmm. mega release. It's the, make sure I get it right, the right way around. Less drama, more party EP. So <laughs> for absolutely stomping tracks we've got another really exciting release in the pipeline later this summer with a really good remix and featuring one of our favorite uh or favorite artists and vocalists as well so uh we can't really say more on that but just uh watch this space because that's that's something that we're really really chuffed to uh to be putting out later this summer Timmy, anything more to add from a label perspective? Just, uh, you know, by all means, send demos to us. We're, we're super keen to to listen and check music out all the time. So if you have anything that you feel is similar to the Jordan Pete release or um, any of the other tracks in the back catalogue, then please do send over because we'll, we'll certainly check them out for you. Um, but yeah, just, just excited to see how the Jordan Pete release goes on Friday and just hopefully it gets... You know, it's been doing really well online and, and on radio already. So I think, fingers crossed, it'll be quite decent for us. And looking forward to seeing what it's like in clubs and things like that as well. And then, and then personally, we've both got music out at the moment. So Timmy's new release on Ear, Ear Suites, as you mentioned, is out. I've got mm. Give It Out featuring Praveena, a amazing vocalist based in London, uh, out on Nervous Records as well. So uh, go check those out. Cool. And then are you playing out there, Dev, more now? Now it's opening again? Uh, yeah, get, getting there. It's still been quite difficult to pick up again. I think a lot of momentum has slowed down for a lot of people from uh, COVID, but got, got some cool stuff coming up. Playing in the Lake District uh, next month, so that's going to be really exciting to do that. Not played a, not played a gig up there yet. So uh, anyone who's based up north, uh, give me a shout. Oh, sick. You can go and check out our land. So uh, my, at Christmas, my Twitch crew, I'm, I'm a lord in the Lake District. We have, we have me and Shelly have, we're Lord and Lady Shelly and we have, we have, we have, we have a square of land in the Lake District somewhere. So we can, uh, I'll have to give you the coordinates so you can go and stand on it. <laughs> is that, is that a square, square meter or a square acre? <laughs> we have, we have, we have, th- what is it? Five square meters of, 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 of land in the Lake District. We're going to have re- somewhere, Amazing. somewhere. Maybe we'll do, an after, <laughs> we'll do an after party there. On this, the, on that square, <laughs> Lord Farmers, Lord, Lady Farmers, uh, uh, <laughs> little landing. I want, I want to do, I want to do a rave from it at some point. But yeah, go on. I'll, we'll find the details in my in my pack that we were sent. Um, wicked! Thank you so much for joining us today, gang. It's been so much fun to have you on. Thanks for being here, and thanks to everyone that submitted tracks. Yeah, no, th- thanks, mate. It's been really, it's been really good fun. It's been a different Monday afternoon for me, which has been cool. Typically, I'd be working today, so it's been nice to hang out with you guys and listen to some music. So, yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, good to catch up, Dev, as well. Well done for everyone who submitted a track. Um, as I said, take on some of the comments, test it out, decide whether you uh, are happy with changes. I think the, the my favourite pick would be that middle one that we said about with the Grant Nelson ish chords I'd, mm. I'd quite like to hear an update of that um if uh if 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 we're going to see some changes in that so uh 
Sweet. All right. Yeah. No. That is, I forgot to say, but thank you for all the music as well. It was it was great to listen to all the tracks. Um, me and Dev are quite. I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of Dev here, but we're we're always open to listen <laughs> to listening to people's music. I know sometimes it's hard to um, it's hard to get people to listen to stuff, but um, I think we're we're always pretty open about listening and things. So feel free to throw music over. Amazing. Wicked. Thanks, gang. I'll see you both very soon. See you soon. Yeah, cool. Cheers, yeah. guys. Take it Cheers easy. Cheers, guys. Bye. Take it easy.